and we are live welcome back to the one at a time one at a time podcast i'm already messing up it's been a while um we've been preoccupied it's episode eight we don't know what to name it yet because we don't know what we're talking about yet yeah but this is our new format we're gonna try doing shorter episodes mm-hmm. yeah shorter episodes uh, more concise Hopefully we aren't boring anyone to death. And more clippies mm-hmm. to gain some traction. Um, Jerome might hop in later. He's eating right now, I think. Yeah, pretty much. And if you hear me sniffling, it's because I'm definitely allergic to Jerome's cat. And uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's let's just say suffering. I don't have medicine right now. So I'm just suffering. Just don't look too closely at my voice either. Because you might see, like, literal snot running down. But, yeah, we're doing great. It's going to be a zooming clip to her snot at this second. I'll kill you. (laughs) Okay, Selena, pull up that list. All right. I made a few, like, idea topics. topics Yeah, some idea topics. Idea topics. Um, For today's podcast. But I think the one that we should start with is... Danielle said worst rejection story. I have one. And then the emoji she used was like the two hands going like this. So I don't rejection? know if that's a rejection story. Okay, I don't I don't know if it's a rejection story or like if this person sees it, it's gonna be really, really awkward. It's okay. There's a lot of things that we probably shouldn't talk about on this podcast that people will see and you know what? It's okay. It's fine. So go for it. I, I just think hear. it's life, right? sure anyways <laughs> i can't believe i'm talking <laughs> it's not even that embarrassing i'm just i have pride issues it's, that's for another day but pretty much i don't know if it's it's a rejection thing but like i wanted i went on a hangout date i don't even know in high school everything's like you don't know if it's a hangout you don't know if it's a date right like i think that's kind of relatable right yeah i can find that pretty relatable yeah and the main issue was i think it was like it was going well i mean we watched a movie and we like had like some type of commentary but anyways we were on this whatever movie day i don't know if it's i would call it a date and <laughs> there's a rabbit cat there's a rabbit cat <laughs> this cat is trying to eat the couch LOL. but pretty oh <laughs> This is our friend Yami. Yami. You want to say something to the pod? She went meow. No, I, I can't even come close to you. I'm allergic. <laughs> okay, so pretty much we were going on this movie date, hangout, whatever thing. And at the end of it, was like going okay. Like we didn't really talk much because it's like a movie date. It's kind of rude to talk at the movie theaters. And if you think mm-hmm. otherwise, don't be friends with me. Why? Yeah, exactly. So pretty much we watched this movie and then at the end of it i think like we were leaving or something and he was like yeah give me a high five and i was literally 17 and so confused i was like did he just ask me to give him a high five and i was like is that the friend zone i was like i don't get friend zone like that like what what the fuck just happened but yeah um i also highly don't believe in like shooting my shot like that Mm. i don't know i like it when guys like make the first move i'm just like lol it says the camera the camera temperature has risen stop shooting if you are in shoot mode we're just gonna ignore it until my camera closes but pretty much like it was going decently well but i don't know like if you ask me to give you a high five you're like all right um i'm just gonna question my abilities of being that girl but it's fine selena are you just like how did this happen like were you just like i literally don't know i literally don't know i was just like like, you wouldn't be talking to me if you didn't think I was cute, right? So, like, what's the deal? I don't know. Maybe he just found someone else. Like, I've been in that position. I don't know. Nor, like... Nor? Okay. I don't think so. And if that's the case, then, like, why would we still talk from now on then and on? I don't know. I also like to harass him from time to time. Oh, it's that <laughs> not one. Har- not harass, but, like, just, like, hey, how are you? Okay, I know you're not doing much, so... Ready to listen to my day? <laughs> you know, Danielle literally out here harassing all of her like ex potential pieces i think conversation is i but i think like keeping conversation flowing is like nice like yeah give me an update on your life sure go ahead you know no i don't want to hear i'm good 
but that's because you're in a relationship i'm like very very single i'm just like yeah i'm very bored so yeah go ahead tell me about your horrific life horrific i don't know so mean i don't think that's mean i think it might be a little bit mean i think it's the truth i'm kidding i don't know like live your best life at this point i don't care yeah selena you have any like rejection stories are interesting i wouldn't say i have like a rejection story per se um oh my god this cat is literally out here like (laughs) i don't even know at this point but in terms of like i guess a rejection story i did almost get ghosted once um there is this guy that like i was talking can i can i like just like interrupt you for a second I've been promoting this podcast on Hinge, and let me tell you, every single time I send this podcast to someone, I immediately get ghosted, and I'm done. Yeah, Selena, you may may continue. Sorry. Danielle and her Hinge adventures are a different story, and in the way that, like, she literally just goes there for pure entertainment, and it is pretty goddamn funny a lot of the time, but yeah, there was this one time where I almost got ghosted. Um, I was talking to this guy. I was also 17, but... I was talking to this guy for I would say maybe like two months and we hung out like every single day like it was to the point that like we were basically dating but like there was no label on it and I should have known at that point that like it was a red flag like there obviously wasn't gonna be like anything happening but yeah he tried to straight up ghost me um and the way that yeah that's pretty much what happened and then like a few years later he slid in my dms and still does I can read them to you <laughs> y'all want to hear though see like i can't do that like hang out with someone like i'll be talking to someone and i don't think it will facetime until like two weeks and i'm just like do you get to see my face nah i don't know i think i move at like super super slow speed because i'm just like if you're not the one you're not the one and i'm okay with it can you tell that there's a reason why this girl's still single anyways (laughs) i mean i get that at the same time i feel like you know i'm in a relationship but like i'm also at that point that like if i ever have to like god forbid put myself out there again oh my god please no not with the menaces of men out here in society i would definitely also take the same route and like not facetime someone and just like entertain people for fun i don't know yeah my dating habits are honestly really really counterproductive but at least it's entertaining i always tell danielle that like with the way that like she's talking to men and the way that like men act today um if she doesn't start dating at least like going on dates soon like she's gonna end up with all the sociopaths and this goes to all the listeners and viewers out there if you are in your early 20s you better start looking because when you get older it's just gonna be crazy bitches left yeah um i've been trying to be a little bit more serious because of me and we are back Uh, all right selena let's hear all that dating advice oh yeah even though we said we're not about we're not gonna talk about dating this always happens like we say every episode like we're not gonna talk about boys we're not gonna talk about dating here we are but yeah you really need to um at least start seeking out potential men in your early 20s before you end up with the sociopaths that um, might murder you is there any other things you want to tell the viewers or the listeners about men from your great experience i have learned (laughs) that no matter what a guy says does acts at the end of the day just know one thing men ain't shit one thing and they will never be shit and i can tell you that from uh talking to guys uh, having friends with benefits relationships and even just like being in a relationship period no matter what they ain't shit that's it thank you for your wise words you're welcome applause (laughs) (laughs) um what's another topic that we had on that list um i I guess we can talk about content creating and imposter system syndrome yeah well danielle's been very very busy making content in case you guys haven't seen danielle's like what she's talking about (laughs) 
Um, and for me, I've been trying to get into it more lately. I have decided to not work this semester to woo, woo. make content. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just recently got my... Um, where's my camera somewhere it's i just got the same camera that danielle has from my boyfriend so hopefully we'll start seeing youtube videos soon <laughs> but more on the note of imposter syndrome that shit is real <laughs> whether it is uh, regarding work or content creation i definitely feel like you can feel it in like no matter what aspect of your life um i definitely think you probably have more to say about it than i do so danielle um it's a blast it's kind of addicting but like i feel like i have major imposter syndrome because like um i like to i feel like there's a boundary that i don't like to cross when i'm like either at work probably mostly at work because like people from work do know that i do content creating on the side but it's like yes i used to be an influencer marketing and i'm low-key in the community but like i don't want to do it commercially does that make any sense like mm -hmm. i really enjoy doing content creating and like niching down and like being a beauty and like going from business to beauty is actually a really big jump for me and it's something that i wasn't planning on going in like fully in but it just happened to happen mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna like i'm like yo if this opportunity is here i'm gonna take it and i never like say no to a good opportunity so i think my biggest like problem with imposter syndrome is like kind of separating the two and like actually enforcing my boundaries at work like no like I don't want to really work with creators because that's what I used to do like I do have knowledge on it because I'm in the space but it's like just because I have knowledge doesn't mean I want to do it like from a business to business side um I do love to do it like commercially like I beauty is my thing um I do like fashion as well I'm obviously like fashion I'm in fashion school but like I guess like makeup was like my first true calling yeah I definitely feel like I don't know I mean I've known Danielle for a very long time even though we may not have been the closest like in I guess high school but yeah. I always knew her as the girl that like would come to school with like full face slayed <laughs> makeup and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch like why is she coming to school with a full face 7 a.m no literally I used to wake up like an hour early to get ready yeah but I feel like beauty has always been something that's like been very big for danielle um just in her life in general and i definitely feel like even i like take a lot of like inspiration from her oh no and i'm gonna cry <laughs> i definitely Stop. think that like there's a lot of like really good tips that she has to give and it's really a space that like you definitely belong in i'm gonna cry she's not gonna cry this bitch has no emotions please I really, she but has I, no emotions I really she's literally it. lying <laughs> i really appreciate it though I think it's um I think content creating's always been something I wanted to go full mm -hmm. force into but I I do a million things but I th I don't think I got like comfortable with the concept of like being a content creator until like probably like I loved high school cuz like high school was really really toxic for me. Yeah. Um I feel like I wasn't in a very very supportive environment at that time mm -hmm. so like I was very much like oh like if I do this like my friends are going to judge me. Mm -hmm. But who honestly gives a fuck at this point? Like I like me in high school and like my 20s is like completely different like i could care less i also definitely think that like the difference about like being in college and high school is like how much we've grown and been able to experience things but also yeah, like for sure the environment around us changing and like danielle and i having like each other to support one another per period <laughs> uh, we probably look stupid as shit on the internet but per <laughs> no i think it's also like being supportive each of like each other's like wins and like being there for each other when like not yeah. everything goes like the way we want mm -hmm. to is like super super important i feel like that was like that's very much like we we were we knew that existed in high school but i don't think we like fully embraced it yeah until like in our early 20s i definitely agree i don't know so much has changed uh, since high school and i feel like a lot of like thank our god thank god <laughs> yes thank god a lot of our like mentality and stuff has like grown but mm. I think overall it's just like we don't care like what other people think i'm just gonna do what it is that like i want to do and what interests me and people that want to support me will be there to support me and people that don't won't and that's totally okay and i'm all right with that yeah for sure it's also like it doesn't take that much to be like wow congratulations you know mm -hmm. and i feel like 
it didn't like it didn't really click into my head until like people were I guess like more positive about like my little wins like if you could be like wow I'm so proud of you and like that could literally make someone's day right like I feel like having that positive energy and actually being able to spread it is super super important like if you're not supporting your friends you're literally not being a good friend like no I definitely agree I feel like even now like I still have friends that might not be the support the most supportive of like Mm -hmm. what I want to do and I can tell that like they don't celebrate their my wins with me um f them literally f and them. i feel like it really like shows when somebody acts like that towards you and it's pretty obvious as well no yeah and it's kind of like it's like a snarky you know like when you always like we, we used to get like backhanded compliments growing mm-hmm. up like it kind of gives you like the same feeling do you know <laughs> what you mean yeah no i know what you mean um i feel like i don't think that's ever gonna go away though like even with age i feel like no yeah, matter no. what like there's always gonna be people out there that aren't gonna want to celebrate your wins with you and you just need to be able to like understand that and even sometimes have to let go of those like people in your life Mm -hmm. yeah but i also feel like their inability to celebrate your wins like don't feel like like i don't think you should feel upset about it because it's honestly on them like it's something that they're going through like I don't think you're in a really, really good mental space if you're not able to celebrate other people's wins. No, I I definitely agree. I feel like um, no matter, like, what kind of relationship I have with someone, I always, like, think about, like, their perspective um, and where they're at in life, I guess, too, Mm -hmm. just to, you know, understand, like, where they're coming from and why, like, they don't want certain things for themselves or for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I used to be like, wow, like, they're such a shitty person. Like, I would always i used to always flip to like the most negative thing and then i now i feel like as i've gotten older i'm a little bit more understanding of people's situations and i'm Mm -hmm. not so like black and white i think you see more of a grayscale as you i guess like age and like experience things aging Ah. that's disgusting yeah (laughs) someone's about to age soon maybe we should talk about danielle's botox and how she wants to get botox and i'm like uh, maybe damn this is another another okay we're doing clippy you want to talk about botox i'll talk about botox so i've always had a very very expressive faces i'm not oh. going to clip mm-hmm. my freaking faces because mm-hmm. i will be editing this but um i've always had very very expressive faces i speak with a lot of ups and downs and mm-hmm. like i have a she lot does. of expressions i would say and that has led to me having a very very able to wrinkle forehead and the eight years of acne forehead eating up all my collagen also did not help Mm. so yeah i'm planning to get botox probably by the end of this year or like in the beginning of next year um and yeah it's just something i'm doing as a preventive measure i swear if this cat's knocked down my camera (laughs) <laughs> not as both just wide-eyed staring okay i think she's gonna knock it over yeah i think she's fine but yeah one of my i won't i don't want to say it's an insecurity because like it's there but like i'm just very very mm. wary of like wrinkles and i'm just like i don't want it and if i can prevent it i will do that yeah smart girls taking preventative measures i mean yeah. I, I mean if you talk if you've seen the way i've st- i talk like you understand yeah why no, I, I like, know exactly what she's talking it's about all the faces like, danielle makes so many faces when she talks <laughs> or just period in general i think just in period like when i like you know people be like oh pose for the camera like my first my first like reaction is mm-hmm. not to do a smile it's to do like the smile is probably the last it's like thing her to like it's she'll like smirk or like move her eyebrows or something like she's not gonna like smile at the camera That's yeah it's like thing. anything but normal like i'll do the least normal thing possible and that's just what my life has come to but yeah i mean good for you i just hope danielle doesn't come back unrecognizable i mean i'm sure they'll be fine like they'll do a good job honestly i'm thinking about going back like when i graduate and just fixing everything i need to fix like consecutively at all at once but i need like another give me like another two years i mean to be fair like i guess one thing that i've always wanted to do is get a nose job um i most i've also wanted a nose job yeah but i'm like i'm so scared to get botched same that's like because i know stories and i'm like i've seen like danielle you and i have seen some botched faces and i'm like oh lord it better not be me um let's see should we move on to a different topic traveling with friends 
I guess we can talk a little bit about traveling with friends and the pros of you know what actually let's not talk about it <laughs> we might actually get in some trouble for talking about this let's not hold on I think we could talk about traveling with friends we just don't have to say names obviously but I think one of what's wait what's one of your pet peeves about like traveling with friends um people that are cheap <laughs> To put it straightforward, I feel like if you're going to travel with friends and you have an equal understanding of how much is going to be spent from each person and the things that you will be going out to do, like excursions and stuff. Yeah. You should know traveling is not expensive. And if you can't afford, then don't. I think if you guys have a set budget and then you like kind of removed yourself from the budget, it would Mm -hmm. be like obviously irritating. But I think I'm also like I understand that like not everyone is as financially stable. No. Yeah, I definitely get that. Um, which is fine. We're in our early twenties. Most people are not. Um, but I also I think one of my pet peeves when it comes to like traveling with friends is like people that like obviously we're very type A. Like we kind of assign oh, we assign whoa. people roles yes. when we travel. It's so bad. It's but insane. I feel like it's better than like people having to. Okay, so like I hate it when people are not like um they're too individualistic like oh like that's not mine i didn't want like that i didn't eat that or like Mm -hmm. i didn't cook that like if you see something and you're with a bunch of friends and like everyone's willing to put in the work like let's clean up together like i like doing things in a group effort like if we're traveling together let's be collectively together right like you could be home doing your own cleaning your own dishes and like doing whatever Am I saying, like, leave your shit around and expect your friends to clean up after you? No. But, like, you know, you don't have to fucking complain about wiping one dish. Like, I don't need a fucking hair. I'm not your mom. One. Two. Like, just be a bigger person and clean up and be, like, you could do, like, a gentle reminder, you know? Like, you don't have to make it fucking known that you picked up one dish. Like, chill. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I hate it. Mm, I feel like, also, like, I know that, like, there's certain friends that, like, I either know that I can't travel with or I'd like have a hard time traveling with. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, I love y'all, but like being with some of you for an extended period of time, it can be a lot. I feel like there's, for me, like very certain people that I could be with for extended period of times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, what is it? I think there's something like going on in TikTok is like, if you go to your friends, if you go to like Florida with your friends and you guys come back like still friends, you guys should be like, (laughs) <laughs> like it's like you're gonna be friends with them for life i'm just like i'm just like that's fucking tea anyways i honestly think that traveling is really really fun but it's also like let's have a set guideline like have set boundaries with people like mm-hmm. if we're if we all come home like we if like two people want to go two people want to go get groceries and like other people are sitting around and we just got home but like, you should take initiative and like come and like clean up the groceries or like ask if they need help honestly asking if someone needs help is like you can really tell how they are as a person if I they're agree. willing to contribute or yeah, not yeah i definitely agree i feel like just from like the trips that i've been on like i really appreciate it when people are willing to like help each other out because even though like you are going to somewhere to like have fun with one another yeah it's still like a responsibility in some ways to mm. just be able to like either coordinate stuff or organize like the itinerary or for just sure. cleaning up after yourself in a hotel room like those kind of small things like you notice it it makes a difference no I yeah i totally agree like i will definitely judge you for life if you don't clean up after yourself mm-hmm. on a friend trip because i ain't your maid Mm-mm. yeah for sure unless you pay me no, i'm kidding <laughs> a lot of money though not, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah. you know like i need some like upper west side nanny salary <laughs> okay i nanny salary west west okay no i'm not i'm not <laughs> west <laughs> west isn't it like this isn't this let's not throw gay <laughs> signs on our podcast bad ideas bad ideas here we go again <laughs> well that's our take is there another topic want to jump to um I'm like thinking hmm we also could talk about the start of the semester how has that been balancing work i've been struggling but that's also on me and having not the best like work like school life work friend balance i can't even mix dating into that at this point like it's just i have like so much going on um but i'm also like i very much take accountability for like 
the amount of shit I do because I like to have a very very packed schedule um I do I am very very counterproductive when I'm not busy mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like very self-destructive by nature it's just because I love chaos it's not even a toxic way I, I just like to be entertained <laughs> anyways so I need to be working and like you know creating content and like being on top of my shit as a student but I just wish I had more time to like spend with like my family and my friends because I feel like I'm negligent sometimes yeah no I definitely agree I feel like even though I'm not taking on like a formal internship this semester um despite the fact that I've worked and interned every single semester since college has started um I'm still crazy freaking busy and I honestly don't even know how half of the time um I guess right now for me Danny's continuing her summer internship, but I've taken on a leadership position in a club that I'm a part of, and it's definitely a lot of responsibility to take on. Um, on the side, I'm also a student ambassador for this one company, and, you know, it's a lot to balance on top of your schoolwork and really just, like, getting settled into the semester, so really props to, like, any students out there that are working, going to school, no, literally. or, like, doing any extracurriculars, like, props to you. It's a lot. It is a lot, but I feel like it's not even, like... I think in American culture, it's very, very much normal to do, like, a million things at once. I learned about this in my leadership development class, and now I'm blanking out. It's, like, poly something. Not polyamorous, okay? Chill. <laughs> poly, like, is it polytechnical? I don't know. I don't remember. If I remember, I'll clip it in. But pretty much, it's, like, it's very, very normal for us to be, like, multitasking and doing a million things at once. But in the all mm. in a lot of all other cultures, it's very normal to be, like, focusing on one thing at once. And I feel like there's pros and cons to that um i wish i could really focus at one thing at once but that's not the way life goes at this point but yeah the start of semester is always rough yeah. and we're juniors so like it's extra rough right now we're getting old and y'all don't remind me i can't believe that we only really have like a year and a no, bit left like a year, Stop, a year why are we whispering i don't know <laughs> it's just like kind of scary because like my mentality is not of a junior <laughs> no i feel like we have like no no no. i'm not saying like professionally i'm saying like personally oh yeah like school wise i'm just like how the fuck did i get here like when did this i'm still seven in my head bro yeah like personally like i don't know about adulthood but i guess we're in it i guess we're here for a while i'm still 19 i don't know what she's talking about but i'm a child i can't believe you're still 19 but that's gonna be changed like i'm 30 damn 20 is like a rough Please. rough year though but Thanks. i for me I, I believe you will be prosperous and achieve everything you dream oh. to be maybe i'll start crying all right i'm already a, sniffling already oh, i'm halfway there i'll write you a, I'll write you a letter and put yami's you hair in I, it so you could cry i'm kidding, I'm kidding. this bitch crazy <laughs> But you just kidding. reminded me what the one thing that i want for my birthday this year from all of my friends danielle a letter is a heartfelt card or letter letter i want to see I don't danielle know. pour her emotions out. i don't know if i could handwrite it for you because my handwriting is absolutely tremendous like horrendous not tremendous <laughs> sorry <laughs> guys opposite. um but maybe you'll get a type letter or something i've never seen danielle's handwriting before now that i think about it i don't there's think a reason why i feel like it's so unattractive for a cis female to have bad handwriting mm-hmm. so i got really good at typing at a young age mm. i was like i'm just gonna shift and pivot i'm like crazy type a with handwriting like i am insane like if you knew me in high school i'm the type of girl with like seven highlighters and my point three pen that was ten dollars selena let me just tell you in high school i had Danielle bought paper. One pen, one folder, and one piece of paper per day. I was like, I'm going to consolidate. I mean, I was like that too, but like only towards my senior year. Like it was to the point that I didn't even carry a backpack. I carried a mini Kankin. I folded a piece of paper and I put a pen in there and I was like, all right, let's go to school. I, I was cute. like that <laughs> since like sophomore year. Like freshman year, I came in full, like Jansport book bag, 17, 17 notebooks, a f- like a two inch binder. I went all out freshman year and then I was like, this is not like the bts high school videos i saw on youtube yeah that was never me i just straight up stopped caring <laughs> no, I, I was i was like 
like you could i would walk down the hallway and like yo this this girl be like freshman <laughs> but you can and tell mind you, Danielle's also tiny yeah, it's not like, even it did not that. help that i was five feet three still am but mm-hmm. it was it was a great time high school was um dear god literally dear god a great time are you fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> thanks <A great> <laughs> Yeah, for somebody that wasn't ha- there half of the time, shit, maybe. But honestly, I didn't start cutting until like my sophomore year of high school. Same. Like I was a great like I never cut school freshman year. I was. Studious. I cut school freshman year. I cut school freshman year for my boyfriend that basically cheated on me. <sighs> Spilling everything today. I freaking hate men. <laughs> Same. No, I'm like okay with like you know, non cis. Non-cis I'm not men? okay with men, period. Non-cis straight men, but, you know, it's all right. I just don't like men. Truly a spectacle. Mm. Well, Selena, is there another topic you want to move on to? I think we're just jumping around, but this I... is fun to, like, cut up. Hmm. I don't think I have anything. Should we just end off the topic that we hate men? <laughs> no. Somehow we come full circle to this moment. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think. What do you think was like the hardest thing? Oh, we should talk about our childhoods and not remembering anything. Oh God. We don't have to go super oh, deep, God. but like you know, <laughs> I, um, I can start. Yeah, go for it. So I literally thought we lived in the simulation until I was in high school. Uh huh. Like every single day, I'd be like, "Wow, this is what I look like today. Oh, that's cool." I would literally talk to myself like in the mirror, be like, "Wow." this game is still going on and then like in high school it finally clicked that like this is my life like i need to start getting my shit together because this is like if i don't do anything the simulation's <laughs> not gonna help me like i genuinely thought we were in a simulation i didn't even know a simulation was a thing like i would just thought like every day was like like it wasn't real i thought like that too actually really but like in the way is that like it drove me crazy really i would say yeah what do you can you elaborate i don't know i feel like when i was younger like i had the same mentality but like i don't know why the thought of being in a simulation scared me yeah no, no. i think i thought of that too but like when i think back to how i thought mm-hmm. i was like yo i literally thought i was in a video game like i i literally same. thought it wasn't real like i don't know what like the word simulation didn't click in terms of like that's what you categorize it as yeah maybe we are living in a simulation <laughs> you we're are we living there. in this simulation? <laughs> we're not going there right now not, not the not the theories oh god but yeah um i don't remember i don't know my childhood is kind of i feel like because i was like such an internet kid growing up same were you also yeah i um i don't know i definitely feel like i grew up as an internet kid too like i probably saw things at a very young age that i should not have been oh yeah at on me too internet. yeah me too Mm, i don't know yeah i was definitely an internet kid like i grew up watching youtube yeah um i can definitely name like probably so many like 2015 youtubers okay were you like what did you watch like makeup by mandy i did amanda Steele. yes and like maddie bragg bethany moda i didn't care about that bitch but like i like, love maddie names. bragg and amanda Ugh. they were, they were so, so good they're they were like so they're my favorite uh, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't really watch that many Asian YouTubers growing up. I didn't either. Um, I was I like, like half whitewashed at that point. I only discovered Asian YouTubers in middle school. Yeah, yeah I would too. say that's when I discovered. Actually, them. I take it back. My first YouTube channel I was subscribed to, and I remember it like vividly. It was, I think it was like something cherry. Po- it was a popping cooking channel like r something cherry rc something oh cherry gosh. like if you guys know anything about popping cooking like this person's channel i don't know if it's a he she they i don't know what their pronouns are but like they were literally the biggest popping cooking mm-hmm. channel i remember i used to love popping cooking and i always always wanted to like have one as a kid and this was yeah. before like they were easy to find in the yeah, United yeah, yeah, States. yeah yeah literally it was like uh-huh. when we we're super young i was probably like six seven watching pop and cook it like you every day end up making one yeah i did Which like, one? but later in life i don't fucking know i've made a lot of them with like my younger uh. cousins but like the way they did it and filmed it was like it was fucking so mind-blowing cool. right. yeah i think i only ever made the sushi one and i found it oh. so mind-blowing because like the little liquid like turns into jelly yeah the rice just like this is crazy what? 
but like don't eat that shit that shit it's is so nasty. bad it's disgusting <laughs> like that shit should not you should not be able to eat it do like, it to heal your tra- the trauma and then when you're done making it toss it out bro yeah, don't, don't eat even it. try don't, it don't even eat it yeah it's disgusting um i think when i was a kid i didn't really speak much but i was very artistic artistically like expressive mm. were you artistically I expressive was. i was um in elementary school i was actually in talented and gifted oh she's smart and uh, the reason why like not the reason why i guess like what we did in talented and gifted was like instead of like being like stem related it was actually more of like an arts program and like kind of like history related in some ways too but i would literally get pulled out of class to like literally make like little collages and sculptures and stuff um instead of being in like english class i'm like this is great i don't have to be in english class but i definitely feel like throughout like my childhood and like all of even up until like high school i was always like really really interested in art and i don't know i mean even at a young age i think there's like oh my gosh this is embarrassing one thing i remember vividly is that one like slime was a big thing when we were kids um, mm, I was I, not a slime person. I think I made slime at one point, and I literally made a YouTube video. And <gasps> really, it is not there anymore. Um, I'm I sure have if I old look, YouTube videos. I just don't know where they I are. If I look deep enough, I can probably I find a video of me at like seven years old making slime. Oh my god! And putting it on. Wait, YouTube. we're doing slime at seven. Like, where was not I? Seven. I was maybe like ten. I don't know. I I did a lot of crazy nah, things. Nah, I was kid. like writing my own like burn book when I was ten. I Ooh. wish I was kidding. Like we talking about my those? my like I was literally a walking menace to society. Yeah, as a child, really. Um, I think when I was in like elementary and like middle school, like my early years of middle school, my entire life revolved around like Mean Girls and the Click. Oh god. Do you know The Click, that movie? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that movie. I literally live by that movie, like the ideas. This is why I have a lot of trauma. I did it to myself, honestly, but she's trying to attack me. Pretty much I had a lot of um inf- like TV pretty much raised me growing mm. up and and like movies, so I was doing that at 10. I was like creating my own these are the people that are actually socially acceptable according to me <laughs> literally at 10 years old i feel like as a kid i was low-key a bully oh i was high-key a bully high-key no high-key i love stir shit like i was in that shit I, i'm changed. telling you <laughs> stop i'm like healthy now <laughs> but, <laughs> like healthy now but like i love to be entertained I'm telling you, I thought I was I a director do. in a, like, the type of narratives I was creating. This bitch crazy. I was an author, a director, a creative designer. This bitch crazy. I don't know. My childhood was interesting, yeah. I feel like at the same time, there's not, like, a lot that I remember um, from my childhood in some ways. Yeah, me too. I feel like I definitely grew up way too fast, especially being like the eldest kid um, in a first-gen Asian family. There was Mm. a lot of responsibilities that were given to me at a very young age that probably wasn't something that I should have been doing at that age. For sure. I don't think I got all that since I'm the middle child. Like, but my sister definitely did. And like, I feel like she kind she kind of has some type of resentment because she had to deal with that. Like, as a first-gen um asian american i mean i feel like we're like half gen yeah i'm not like really first gen but i'm kind of first gen it's kind of it's complicated but anyways she got that of that stick pretty much yeah i don't know i think they were like de- emily's really really smart which is my sister they're like the oldest one was really really smart and then like she, and then the second one's like yeah she's like funny and she can do makeup <laughs> that was like my outstanding feature like <laughs> she's funny kind of she entertaining we could cake my face. I'm like, all right, we can we could take it. We could take this somewhere. I don't know. I was just smart. Mm, I had to be the first one to break all of the rules. I had very strict parents yeah. up until high school. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> I had a sister. Yeah, I but at I my felt bad. I'm I like, felt bad. You're so lucky. Like you just go and do things. Like yeah. I had to like beg for this, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's very much a first child thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. But I feel like I was definitely, like, out of my siblings and I, and them being... We're all, like, two years apart. Like, I have an older sister and a younger brother. I feel like I was the worst in high school, though. 
Really? Yeah, I was absolutely the worst. Like, I literally was in my own world. I would say comparing myself to my little brother, I was definitely a bad kid in high school. Um, so bad. He does, like, nothing bad, which is great. But I don't know. I definitely feel like my brother, like, he's a good kid compared to me. But I definitely feel like it's also, like, compared to the things that I had to go through in high school, he has a lot more freedom. And he yeah. also kind of has someone to guide him because mm-hmm. I had to go through it first. And there was nobody there for me. So, of course, I would want to be there for him, whether it's, like, through his college apps or telling him, like, what extracurriculars he should do, etc. Yeah, I think I was in a really big, like, reinventing. Sorry, I have, like, stuff on my mm-hmm. lips. But um, I was in a really big, like, reinventing stage. I was, like, in middle school, I was, like, I was literally a walking demonic menace. So I was, like, I'm going to be, like, that. I'm going to be, like, a nice person. I'm actually going to get my life together. I'm going to be a people person. What do I know that did not last? She's still not, like, I'm, that. like, <laughs> I care about people, but, like, am I going to let you step on me and, like, rub mm-hmm. your fucking opinions mm-hmm. all over me? No. But I had, like, a big, like, I'm going to be a reinvented. So I was, like, the biggest people pleaser. I went from, like, never giving a fuck to being the biggest people pleaser, like, a whole 180 in high school. Mm. And I think, like, that's why I did, like, a bunch of stupid stuff because I just thought it was, like, hilarious. Like, I was on clownery to the max. Yeah, I feel like I'm still kind of, like, getting through that, like, not people pleasing phase. Because mm-hmm. I feel like one thing I realize is that, like, when people, like, their first impression of me is, like, oh, she looks kind of mean. Like, she looks like she would be, like, a bitch. But and then you feel like you need to make make it so that like they don't think you're a bitch in some ways yeah but it's also just like after everyone like gets to know me like the first thing they usually say is like she's actually so nice like if you need anything like she'll be there for you and you know what sometimes i don't want to be that fucking person like oh, I, don't, I don't i don't get this yeah i don't get this um two polar opposite narrative sometimes. but i feel like a lot of the times like i let my friends step all over me um Nor. and it's just something that i'm like still trying to learn honestly I think I let so many people step over me in high school and I was just like never again but like at the same time like I'm very very like real about things like I'm not gonna fucking tell you something is very intelligent when Mm -hmm. it's very not intelligent Mm -hmm. and because I feel like sugarcoating things is just very like unauthentic and it's very Mm -hmm. much like setting your friend up for failure do I think like I think I've gotten a little bit softer with my truthful approaches must i say but i also feel like i can't like straight up lie to people like if it's like not if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you want me to have an opinion on it and you want my truthful opinion but if you're not gonna like it like literally just don't tell me like i don't need to know you know what i mean i definitely agree i feel like nowadays like it's so common for like you to like almost like give your friends like constructive criticism um and but like i'm not your therapist yeah nor am i qualified to mm-hmm. be like i didn't go through there's six a, years of psychology school you yeah. know what i mean there's a certain point um i feel like you determine that point on your own where you're just like all right i need to step back like this is for you to figure out like i've done my part as a friend really and the rest of it like it's up to you whether or not you want to take my advice or take somebody else's advice yeah no definitely i also feel like I am I I think I do try to be like the best friend I can to like my really really close friends and like the people I actually let into my life which is honestly a select few as as I've gotten older but it's also like I think most my friends know I'm like very no bullshit so like don't come at me with that shit yeah I agree I definitely feel like I know yeah yeah but Danielle is a good friend. She is there to I support me. I am a good me. friend. I may um, seem like a rough <laughs> person via my opinion. No, but like, yeah. I do my best. No, she's definitely a good friend. Like, I feel like despite us maybe like being really close friends for like a year, Danielle's definitely seen some bad sides of me. She's it's seen really me come to her bad. house <laughs> crying at like 2 a.m. and not letting her sleep. But stop she's You're there fine. for me <laughs> i'm like i'm very much so like if you need some place to live come to my house i will take you in like i'm <laughs> you good you want yeah, water I'm doing great um yeah danielle's family took me in and they fed me we're very much like if Adopted. you have any issues come over we will help you like that's like how i grew up though like everyone in high school like if they were having like family issues or like they needed to escape someone just like come just live at my house for a day 
we might not be like the most conventional asian american family but like we care about people like come yeah no i definitely agree and i can see that even from like danielle's parents and even like her siblings as well like when i was in her room crying her brother and her sister both sat there and listened to all of my problems (laughs) it was group therapy guys (laughs) no literally but yeah but yeah i think it's i think it's fun though like to have like that type of family but it's also very much chaotic all the time but you know pros and cons life yeah i definitely think that daniel's family dynamic is very interesting yeah very much so (laughs) um is there anything else you want to talk about um i think i'm good anything else on your end oh how do you feel about 2014 trends have you seen that all the 2014 trends coming back I haven't heard too much about it. Actually. So pretty much, it's like it's like all those like Victoria's Secret, like Kendall Jenner Tumblr face, uh, like all that stuff is resurfacing. Yes, 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 yes. What I are your exactly. thoughts about 2014 coming back? In my I mean, opinion, we were 12, so like, but that was like kind of my Tumblr era. Oh yeah, you know too. what I mean. Insert um, Tumblr photos. Boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I like that era, but I definitely feel like it can be very controversial at times. I feel like one thing that was a big thing during that era was like skinny girls. And I don't know, despite like being a skinny like person myself, I definitely don't want to see more of like the toxic trends from that era coming back Um, because it definitely caused a lot of issues for various people. Yes. I also agree. I'm also rather freaking skinny. I think it's just a genetic thing at this point because I don't know what's wrong with me. But not that I'm saying that skinny people there's anything wrong. But I feel like I might actually have health <laughs> issues because of how skinny I am. It's definitely from stress. Girl, if you don't get your... Okay. <laughs> Anyways, how do you... Like, I know how, like, being really, really skinny was, like, super, super in at that time. Yeah. But, like, we also just... I feel like we're also getting out of the BBL i agree trend. yeah i know that it's not as prominent in like asian american culture to be mm-hmm. into bbls but like i do feel like we were super like we're super i think we're still super into like that skinny but like having some kind of curve i agree which yeah. is like a very very select few people in the world have this body shape or like yeah like body type how do you feel i feel the same i don't know i feel like no matter like what trends come and go there's always going to be like a body type that yeah. like correlates to a cr- trend and which i fucking hate i don't like it but because it's think- just ob- like it's the continuation of of objectifying women's bodies to fit into mm-hmm. these like fucking trends like the bbl surgeries were insane like, like although- the most dangerous surgeries mm-hmm. ever Although it's gone, like, a lot more inclusive, I think there's still, like, a very, very long ways to go. Yeah, like, no, even seriously, yeah. seeing, like, New York Fashion Week that just happened, like, mm. most of the models were skinny, tall, etc. And it's pretty rare for you to still even see, like, somebody on a different size, I guess, in these, like, shows. And yeah. But can I give you, like, my fashion perspective? So, like, I understand the reason why we have, like, a certain, like, those models are technically, like, fit models, and, like, they they do high fashion because they are, they literally fit the mode of which the clothing is made in and to be modeled in. Am I saying that we can see more diversity on the runway? Yes. In terms of, like, not just race, gender, or, like, other demographics, but I'm saying, like, different types of body shapes is important to see on runways. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of understand why every, like, the people on the runways kind of look the same in terms of, like, body shape and mm. body size and, like, height. Because there's only one thing made prior. So, like, most of the things that are running, like, walking on the show, like, there's only a few items made because that line comes out a season. You're right. Yeah, I get it. Like, a season later, technically. But i want to build off of what you said about like seeing more people like that on the runway Mm -hmm. i think it's important to see them more in like consumer-based commercials actually Mm because a lot of new york fashion week prior to the internet new york fashion week was only for like industry-based people Mm -hmm. and like obviously that has changed because of like social media and the internet like you could go on vogue and like see every show that's ever been documented i definitely see that perspective now too um i feel like i don't think you like sorry i didn't yeah i didn't know i don't think you know unless like you're in the industry but that's just like a note to take yeah that's an interesting but yeah i would love to see more diversity 
I know we've gone a lot better with it, but I think we could still do a lot of more mm-hmm. and actually being more inclusive, not from like a brand, like not as a marketing thing, but as like a a genuine human a thing. A genuine human thing, yeah. Which a lot of commercials with diversity sometimes come off as like we're doing it because diversity is trendy and not because we actually give a fuck about the importance of diversity mm-hmm. um but yeah i would like to see it more from a consumer standpoint as well like as a consumer not as someone in the industry how do you feel Honestly, as a consumer standpoint yeah i don't know i feel like as a consumer like no matter what era we're in like we're gonna be fed advertisements in a specific way yeah for sure and i don't think that's ever gonna go away like as much as i want it to and i want it to actually become more inclusive for like a human standpoint i feel like it's something that we're not gonna see come full circle in our lifetime or at least in the next 40 50 years i mean i really hope that we do make major improvements i think we that i think that we have like even when you look back to like the 90s to now there's been a, a lot more inclusivity um and with the way that like Gen Zers actually care more about the world we live in, mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of potential. So yeah, that's like my take. Yeah, but yeah, I, I want to see more. What was this initially about? Don't I don't remember. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't we got into New York Fashion Week, and then all the fashion stuff came up, but and then talking about advertisements. Yep. I mean, we're marketers. What do you yeah, expect what did us you expect to do? From us? Yeah um should we end it off here all right guys thank you guys so much for listening to episode a um episode a of this podcast included rejection diversity and marketing um unstable childhoods or Mm -hmm. not remembering so much of your childhood and yeah there's just a lot so um we hope this is like entertaining for you guys i know this is a completely different form from what you're used to but again we're pretty new at this it's a test and trial it's a run test test and run uh trials trial um, runs trial, trial runs, runs. Ah. guys <laughs> we're still figuring it out it's one o'clock in the morning it's too one. so um yeah that's the gist of everything and selena any last words yeah thank you guys for tuning in um i hope this was entertaining and there's definitely gonna be more to come from us yep so stay tuned Bye. all right guys. see you guys bye